Welcome to the Salon Owners Collective Podcast. Each week on the podcast, you'll hear stories and tactics from experts and influencers who will provide you with actionable steps to transform your business and your life. I'm your host, Larissa McClemon, and I help salon owners move from stress and overwhelm to lead a life of freedom and profit by implementing a strategic framework to grow and scale their business. So wherever you are in the world, I want to officially invite you to join me in this episode and make an important step in your journey towards more freedom and more profit. Welcome to the Salon Owners Collective podcast. Today, I want to talk about the five warning signs that your employee is about to quit. So first, we're going to discover what those five signs are and so you can know if they're at risk of leaving. And then I'm going to share the real reason behind why people leave. And finally, let's look at the three actions that you can take to get back in the power seat of your business and stay fully staffed all of the time. One of the things I observe the most is that owners say to me that they just didn't see it coming that the team member left at short notice. And first, this is a big problem. I don't have anybody to replace them. And because I let them go um, on their notice period, I now have clients to redistribute. I've got no one to replace them. I didn't see it coming. So I wasn't prepared. And when I did some research around this in 2021, which wasn't that long ago, almost a third of all employees were looking to quit their existing job for a fresh start somewhere else. So I don't think that's changed hell of a lot in the last couple of years. That's a lot. That's a big number. And I think the mistake we're making as business owners is that we're not pre-planning for the future and we're not casting far enough into the future in advance for this inevitable event, right? The mistake is that we don't know when we should hire because we don't know what the signs are that someone might leave. The consequence is that people leave and it shocks you and you go into distress. What have I done wrong? I thought she was my friend and I'm not prepared. And we go into this scramble and it's a long scramble. Like by the time we emotionally get over it and by the time we uh, functionally and structurally and um, logistically get over it, it's stressful, right? This is what gives us anxiety, keeps us awake at night. And, uh, Really, all we want is just to be fully staffed all of the time. Have the staff to serve the clients so we can not only make ends meet, that we can thrive, we can be profitable, we can take the time to spend with our families, our loved ones, the things that are important to us, and that our business is not like a ball and chain around our ankles. So I think instead we need to know the signs that someone's about to quit and be planned enough in advance to recruit in time so you're ready. I think the other thing is that we're prepared enough that people don't quit often enough. Life happens. I understand that, you know, people are going to leave. You will be the last man standing. People will leave. But we want people leaving for life reasons. I'm having a baby. I'm moving country. I'm moving city. Um, Not because they're going to the salon down the road or worse, that they're leaving the industry, right? We actually want to be fully staffed with good people and we want to make sure that we're not caught off guard into the future. So let's talk about the five signs that we can start to tune into so we can see that someone's about to quit and we can be proactive and get in front of it. Are you ready? Number one, increased sickness or they're away from work. They're just not at work like they used to be. They're not fulfilling their quota. 
when you when you take on a contract with somebody, an employment contract or a contract or agreement, you agree for them to be present. Now, here in New Zealand, it would be 48 weeks of the year, minus some public holidays. So that probably takes it down to there's 52 weeks in the year. We have four annual leave and probably two worth of uh, public holidays and various bits and things that happen. Um, you could probably count half of the allocation of sick leave. A good team member, they're going to get sick sometimes, but let's allocate half of that. New Zealand, it's 10, so that's five. I don't know. We're looking at 45 weeks or something. We would expect people to be at work 45 weeks of the year, whatever your version is in the country that you're at. But when that starts to change, in, increased sickness, they're away from work, that's a sign. That's a sign that they're no longer committed the way they used to be. Number two, the other sign is that they start to complain. Their attitude is suddenly on the decline. Even good people go bad sometimes and they start turning up late. They start to have an attitude of like, I just don't care anymore. And another one of those signs is that they start to ask for more money, even though it's unjustified and they're not performing. Maybe they're not reaching their targets. They're not doing the things that they want to, but they feel suddenly justified to ask for more. And I think that attitude, there's a, there's a shift. Number three is that they stop achieving. Their sales start to decline. The results start to decline. Their average client spend goes down. They stop upgrading their clients. And certainly they stop rebooking or the rebooking slows. And part of that is that the attitude has gone down, but part of that is that they don't see future in your business anymore. So what's the point? So if they're no longer turning up to work the way that they should, if they start to complain and their attitude is on the decline and they stop achieving, these are signs that your employee is about to quit. Now, number four is that they start to become disengaged. My 2IC and I, we used to call this the face. Do you know when you've got this face and it just looks flat, slightly evil, <laughs> or there's no expression, or it's over-expressioned, you get the, uh, the eye roll, and the, oh, that sound, <laughs> you start to get the face and they disengage, they stop coming to work events and they try to get away with minimum input, minimum effort, like just enough. Do you know they're just under the line, under the bar because it's just enough to kind of like, you're like, oh, they're not performing, but, and then they just have a little bit of performance and so they're underperforming. I call that disengaged. We call it the face. They become the face. Um, and then number five is that they stop communicating. Do you know as a team, you talk about what's happening on the weekend, you talk about the wedding that you're going to in June, you plan a holiday for October and life. You know, we, we share, we're a tight-knit community because we work in close quarters and we talk about our life, what you're going to do in the future. And when somebody stops communicating that, it's because their future is not in alignment with what you guys are doing. The future is not with you. They're planning something else. This is when they go quiet in those conversations. They stop giving you eye contact when you're talking about the future. We're off to Hair Expo in June. Surely you would love to come. And there's a complaint or there's a reason, there's excuses, or they just go quiet and say nothing. So these are the five indicators that an employee is about to quit and they're not being honest with you. So let's recap them. They're not at work. Increased sickness and time away from the business. They complain. They start turning up late and they simply don't care or they start asking for money in an unjustified because they feel, justif they feel justified 
uh, it's kind of the same as, as a complaint. I want more, even though they know the rules aren't. Number three is they stop achieving. Their sales and the results start to decline. Number four is they disengage, they become the face. <laughs> they stop coming to the things. And number five is they stop communicating about the future. All right. Well, if we can recognize that, maybe you've got somebody in your business already. Who is that person? Who have you suddenly discovered that maybe they're disengaging and they're about to quit? Well, what are we going to do about it? Well, the first thing I want to share with you is that people leave you when they run out of future with you. So what does that mean? When they look into the future that of what they can see is happening in the business today and they look into the future and all they see is more of the same, they've got nothing to look forward to, they see no progression, they can't see what's next for them. When they feel like they're at the top of the pile, they will leave. Now, I know this to be true, not only because I see it with the the owners that I work with inside of Salon Mastery or the Momentum Program, but I was that person. When I did my apprenticeship, the business I worked at was a thriving salon. It was busy, lots of young people with lots of energy. The owner had recently bought it off somebody else who was a driver who really drove the business. And as those girls started to qualify, they started to leave because there was no future. And I didn't consciously think of this at the time. I was, you know, 16 to 19 in those days. And when I was qualified, as soon as I got that qualification, funnily enough, I started to look for another job because I was, I was there. I had achieved the goal that was laid out in front of me. Now, she didn't sit me down and say, Larissa, the goal is to get qualified and leave. Clearly not. But that's what I saw happen around me. And because she hadn't planted me with any next steps, any next goals, the goal for me as an apprentice was get the qualification and get the pay rise. I got the pay rise. I wanted $10 an hour. Mind you, I started on three. Um, I got my $10 an hour and there was no next step. And by, because everybody else around me had left, I was top dog three months into my qualification, into achieving that goal. And so, of course, the next obvious thing for me was to open my own business. So I don't want this for you. I don't want your team to get to their qualification and tell you that they're leaving. I don't want your team to come for one or two years and get fully booked and then go, well, I've done it. This is it. I'm off. I'm out. Hey, are you loving this episode so far? Oh, by the way, it's Greta here, Salon Mastery Success Coach at Salon Owners Collective. So I wanted to pop in and ask you something. Do you ever feel like you are winging it when it comes to your business? You started your own business so that you could live the life you wanted with freedom that you wanted, earn great money and be a leader. But the reality is, the amount of effort you're putting in isn't giving you an equal reward. You're exhausted and you don't know what to do about it. No matter what you do, you just can't seem to get ahead. You see other people winning and seeing success, but how come it doesn't work for you? You wish you had a clear laid out plan, something to guide you in the right direction or help you with what to do next. What can you do that actually works? In reality, many salon owners feel this way, you aren't alone. If you are nodding your head as you listen to this, then you need the Salon Mastery proven nine part plan to grow your salon. That's right, no more winging it. The Salon Mastery nine part plan has given hundreds of salon owners a plan to grow, build a rockstar team, 
attract dream clients and become a salon CEO. Our plan will work for you too. To uncover the nine part proven plan, just click the apply now link in the show notes of this episode. Okay, now back to the episode. So what are the things that we can do now that you can recognize the signs that someone is about to quit? What are the three things that you can do to save them or to stop the cycle that you're in? Because maybe this is a cycle that you just can't get over. I know often owners say to me, I just get off the floor. I just build up the clientele and they leave and we're back to square one. And I don't want that for you. So number one, now that you can recognize the signs, is the question, can you save them? So here's what I think you should do. If you recognize somebody is about to quit, then I think book a meeting, go and have a coffee right now. You don't have to make it a formal meeting. Just, hey, Jane, I would love us to catch up and have a coffee. Go out, do the coffee, get off the off the salon premises and do the sit on the couch thing. Why do I say that? It doesn't have to be formal. You want to chat with them. And I think connect with the human discuss their future aspirations. Where do they want to be in the next two and three and five years? Discover what their goals are and don't be threatened by their goals. Embrace their goals. Look for opportunities to re-engage with them and how can you meet their aspirations? What can you do to help them achieve their goals, right? And pay rises and opportunities to do other more interesting, diverse things. People need to know what's next or they'll leave. Tell them what they need what they need to do to get the next pay rise. Tell them what opportunities that you have. And if you don't have any yet, make some. <laughs> what opportunities can you offer them if, you, if they're really, truly worth keeping? And especially if they were great once and they've started to decline, then they're worth saving. You can get them back there, right? Give them the opportunity. So that's step number one. Step number two, I think, is here is your opportunity to learn the lesson. Good people will leave when they run out of future. That's the lesson to be learned. And what can you do to create future for your people? Otherwise, you're going to be in the cycle of people come, people go, you're the last man standing, and you will feel sad and regretful and probably a little bit uh, resentful. Not a good way to live a life. So a clear career roadmap, a progression plan so that they can see themselves inside of your business into their future. When they look into their future, that I want them to see your business as, as what's going to provide them with those opportunities for their future, right? How your business will give them the pathway to achieving their goals. Remember, it's not always about money. Money is often the one reason that people can articulate to leave because it's an easy excuse or easy reason. But I think there's more underneath the iceberg. And it's up to you as the business owners, the CEO, to lead them to success towards sales success so they can get more money or more opportunity. And I think too often we put the responsibility upon them. We look at them and say, why aren't you performing? Why aren't you growing? Why aren't you doing all of the things? And we put, we look at them and think it's their fault. And I say, no, it's our responsibility to provide a future opportunities for our team members so they have something to want to stay for, right? And it's not just money. Maybe they might be on the creative team of the product company that, uh, or, or, or in salon training or company training so they can have a hybrid role. Maybe they can be serving clients and do salon training. Maybe give them responsibilities. I know one of the things I learned actually at UCLA when I did 
uh, my entrepreneurial uh, degree there. And uh, I always remember it and I came straight back from LA and I installed this. It was game changing. And that is doing group projects or group responsibilities and having many roles within the business. So I had uh, team members that they, they were in charge of the competition com committee. We always entered the hair competitions and who was in charge of coordinating all of that? Well, that was a role. It wasn't a role every day or every week, but it was a really important role. And for a creative person who's good at being organized, I loved doing that. Just being on the competition committee or on the competition team was exciting. Maybe putting somebody in charge of the work social committee. Like you don't have to give big roles. They're not just manager roles, just responsible, small responsibilities and things to make people important, feel important, and to have a little bit of diversity in their day. All right. Let's talk about uh, number three. And I want to go back to like the understanding that people will always leave and you will always be the last man standing. Now, I don't say that in a negative way. No, it's not doom and gloom. You will be the last man there and everyone will leave you and you're all alone. <laughs> That's not the point here. But I think the key to remember is that you are the anchor because you own the business and people will come into your life and then they will leave. Hopefully, I think one in three has the opportunity to stay for a, a, a good time and a long time. And I don't know if you've listened to my podcast around that. I have actually have an episode around this, the kind of the dynamics of how often or the likelihood of people staying for any length of time. Um, but I want you to think about it this way. You're most likely, depending on the size of your team, going to have to recruit one two, even three times a year, every single year. So I think it's part of your role as the salon CEO to create a system around recruitment. Now, in a perfect world, if we do the other things well, we create future for them. We give them a career roadmap and a progression plan. People will stay longer. You'll increase your odds. And probably if that happens, you'll grow. And if you grow, you'll need to recruit. So whether you're recruiting because you're growing or recruiting because people are leaving, regardless, you're going to be recruiting. So I think this is a system that you have to nail. And people say to me, oh, but there's nobody around, nobody's applying. And I think that is not true. Tash and Jenny uh, put their ad up a couple of weeks ago and within the week they had eight applications. People are moving jobs. People are recruiting. It's just they changed the way that they are doing it how we recruit has changed dramatically in the last three years. And so we have to change with it. The way we used to do it doesn't work anymore. And so when you do it like that, you get crickets. So we have to upgrade and we have to solve this puzzle, right? So if we can nail the strategy of recruitment, because we're going to do it one, two, three times every single year, um, this is going to become part of our role as the business owner. And it's going to take a chunk of our time on an annual basis to manage this process. And so I want to readjust your thinking. That don't be surprised when somebody leaves <laughs> or don't be surprised when you have to step into a period of time when you're in recruitment and you have to drop all things and focus on recruitment. And I want you to plan in advance because I think the recruitment process takes about three months by the time somebody quits or if you have growth and you recognize that you need to employ. By the time you get the ad live, by the time you have some applications, 
by the time that you interview, by the time they give notice where they are or have their holiday or whatever, and by the time that they start, you get them onboarded and you get them income generating enough to cover their own wage, it's a three-month process. So I want you to plan in advance. Don't be caught on the back foot and go, oh, my God, I have to recruit. It's going to be from that day, it's going to be three months before you're up and running. So I want you to get on the horse and get to work to solve this problem. Otherwise, it's going to surprise you and it's going to disappoint you and it's going to derail you from growth and you'll feel resentful. And when you have resentment in your heart, that's not how you grow a business. Right. Okay, I think we've talked about, talked about a lot. So let's make sure you have a good plan of action and let's recap the key points. All right, the key strategies that we talked about today before we wrap up. First, we discovered the five signs that you need to know that your team are at risk of leaving. And then I shared with you the real reason behind why people leave. And finally, we looked at the three actions that you can take to get back in the power seat of your business and solve the recruitment, people leaving, and ultimately the cultural issue inside of your business. And now that you know what to do to achieve a winning culture inside of your business and build and save employees from leaving, the next question is going to be, well, how do I do that? How do I implement these strategies? How do I ensure that they'll work? So if this is you, then listen up. Inside of the Salon Mastery Coaching Program, we offer done-for-you team performance meetings, reviews, performance management tools, key performance indicators, so that you can achieve a winning team culture without losing those precious, hard-to-gumpy therapists and stylists. We have proven, done-for-you recruitment strategies, interviews, induction systems, so that you can attract, actually get applications, employ and train a rockstar team so they're income generating quickly into your business without worrying whether or not there'll be a good culture fit for you. So all you need to do is click apply now. I'll put it in the show notes of this episode and let's see if Seller Mastery is the right fit for you. And that's a wrap for today. Thank you so much. It was so great hanging out with you today. I look forward to connecting with you same time, same place on the podcast next week. Ciao for now. Thanks for joining me on another episode of the podcast. Tune in every week as I reveal the latest insights and advice on what it takes to truly master your inner salon CEO and master your salon success. Subscribe to the Salon Owners Collective podcast on iTunes or Spotify or visit us online at www.salonownerscollective.com. But make sure to join me in my Facebook group for answers to common questions and much, much more. Thanks for listening and I look forward to tuning in with you again next week.